listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. We're back. Hey, Welcome woo! to the Splash Zone. We are so excited to be back. Season Man, it's eight. It's been too long. It's been too long. Yes. I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I needed a drink just to sit down. Of water, people. Yeah. <laughs> of water. Season eight, and we're here. Here we are. So thank you for joining us. We love all of you, and I know we've gotten some. Barbara's actually gotten more messages than me that, <laughs> hey, I was on a road trip, and there's still no episodes of Splash. I know. So we are back with season eight. We cannot wait to share our lineup with you. So get ready to jump in. And we're getting soul rehydrated today. <laughs> we sure This are. woman, buddy, that's our guest uh-huh. today, is on the East Coast. Can we just say East Coast? That's where my baby girl is. You got yep. Brooke up there yep. in Liberty right. in Virginia. But she so splashed me. And I I don't even think she realizes she did, but I was speaking at the AACC World Conference Mm -hmm. and there are just, you know, PhDs, doctors, and I mean, all, you know, all the people Kirk has on his takeaway show, (laughs) they were the lineup, okay? Wrote Bonhoeffer and all, you know, all this stuff. And then me and this woman, our next guest, who's going to just splash you, you're going to be calling into her show for the next your lifetime, came up and just so just watered me. Mm. We've all been in situations in our lives where we just feel like we're in the weeds. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I both talk about that sometimes and how we drop the ball just in areas of our life. Sometimes (laughs) it's in our marriage and sometimes it's with our children, as a parent, a coworker. Mm -hmm. And what I love about our guest is she wrote a book called Reset. Don't you ever just oh, want to hit the reset button? Exactly. <laughs> reset button and go, can we begin again? <laughs> and the Bible actually says we can. There's beauty in a new day. So please welcome to the podcast, Deborah Faleta. Thank you. Deborah, how are you? Hi, Deborah. Good. I'm so good. Deborah, you, you said you had a cute little thing about your husband, your firstborn child. This is how you yeah, always so- remember her last name, Faleta. <laughs> Faleta. My husband says that he was going to name our first child Save Some. So his name would be Save Some Faleta. Faleta. <laughs> and I'm so glad it didn't work out that way. <laughs> and you're still married. It's wonderful. <laughs> so great. We are so happy that you're joining us in the Splash Zone. And I wanted you to tell our Splash family a little bit about yourself because it's remarkable. I mean, your resume and the things that you've done on top of being a wife and a mom, which, by the way, is a full-time job, is really incredible. So can you share a little bit about your background and what you got into and why you decided to become a licensed counselor? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I'm a wife and a mom of four, Four. which is definitely the most difficult part of the job. Um, (laughs) Just raising these four kids and at the same time, fulfilling what I believe God has called me to do, which is just to bring healing into our generation in the form of counseling Mm -hmm. and counseling information. And so I'm a licensed counselor and I have written six books Mm -hmm. about relationships and mental and emotional health. And you know, it's funny, they really do go together. Sometimes people are like, wait, relationships and mental and emotional health. But, But the reality is when you are healthy, you then exude healthy. When you're healthy, you can create healthy relationships. Healthy mm-hmm. people make healthy relationships. Amen so that. <laughs> a lot of times we want to start at the relationships when really we just have to start with ourselves standing alone. Come so that's on. a passion of mine. 
Um, I have a podcast. I have a, a relationship advice blog. I have a network that are faith-based psychology and faith all mashed together in the counseling world. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do what I do. Mm. You know, and you're great at it. Mm. You're so great at it. This book, Resex, I know you've written six books and and people go go get them all. You're not going to regret it. And even the blog that you have, the truelovedates.com, mm. just that faith-based relationship advice blog. But the book that you just came out with, Reset, that's going yeah. crazy. There's a forward by Christine Kane. Tell me what motivated you to do that is it just with all the books that you wrote ahead of time and all the patients that you meet with and all the people that you've encountered? Because I love even your subline on that. It's like powerful habits to own your thoughts, understand your feelings, and change your life. Yeah. It's amazing what's packed in just that, right? Wow. How these powerful yes. habits. I mean, I read that book, Atomic Habits, by uh, is it James Clear, I believe it was. And I feel like this book, Reset, you kind of put all of that together, but as a woman, we're very feeling driven, you know? Sure. And yeah. so how do yeah. you, how do I do the habits with how I'm feeling about those things and then actually allow it to make me a better version of myself and change my life? Yeah. Well, the formula in my mind as a counselor is thoughts lead to feelings, which then lead to our behaviors. That's really the formula. Like our underlying thoughts and beliefs impact the way we feel which then impacts how we behave. And, you know, I've been passionate about this subject because I feel like the past few years, especially starting with 2020, has started revealing things and bringing things up to the surface of our lives that we need to deal with. And and what's fascinating is a lot of people will say, well, I kind of sailed through 2020 or 2021 and 2022, why all of a sudden mm, mm. am I dealing with stuff? Why am I burnt out? Why is there relationship conflict? Why am I depressed? Why am I overeating? Why can't I pull it together? And here's why. For so many people, when you're walking through survival mode, it's not the time to thrive. Mm-hmm. It's the time to survive. Wow. Like when you wow. think of a soldier going off to war and he's on the battlefield, his goal is not to process the trauma, right? His goal is to survive, to get out alive. To get home to his wife and the baby that he never met. You're right. And and we kind of went through the same thing, I would say 2020 to even 2022, where we were kind of in survival mode. We just need to get through this. We don't know what's on the other side of this. And now that life is starting to feel a little more safe and secure, a little more stable, that's often when the traumatic things come up to the surface. Like when you think about the analogy with the soldier, it's when they get home that the symptoms of PTSD begin to come up, right? right. It's later on when you're no longer in survival mode. So I have seen my counseling office burst because... Mm things are starting to come up to the surface that were in hibernate because we were in survival mode. These bad habits, these difficulties dealing with our emotions, breakdowns, feeling overwhelmed, overloaded, stressed, anxious. Our bodies are not cooperating. And all of these things are happening now, but it's not surprising. It's actually a normal part of going through a trauma. And so I'm working with all these people who are like, okay, there's all this stuff I'm dealing with. What do I do? Well, let's take it one step at a time. Let's begin to go underneath the surface and figure out what is going on layer by layer so that we can help you reset and get to a better place. 
That is just so mm. good. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's true because you're just underwater. Right. I mean, that's how we were. Right. We're just trying to survive. Yeah. And then we come up for air and you realize, oh, crap. I'm totally been affected by all those things from 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now it's hitting me. It's, right. it's almost like right. it. Right. And right. as I'm noticing it even too, when I speak at different events and women will come up to talk to me in the mm-hmm. book line and the things they're sharing are so different so, than what they were sharing. Right. And they're so deep. I mean, they yeah. come from, most of it comes from childhood, doesn't it? Right. Yes. And how you A were brought up. Yeah. And, and, and to think about having to go back that far. Right. I it's know. like, I don't want to go back that far. And, and you know, it's interesting. A lot of believers true. are afraid to go back that far because they take certain verses in scripture out of context. Mm. For example, when Paul says, forgetting what is behind and moving on towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal that Christ Jesus has called me to. And, and a a lot of people will say, well, that means we shouldn't look back at our trauma. We shouldn't look back and mm. deal, you know, our past. But but if you back up a few verses, what Paul is actually talking about is his accolades, his victories, his mm. education, his success. And he's saying that stuff doesn't matter now. All that matters is mm. moving towards Jesus. That doesn't mean we don't go back to face our trauma. In fact, Sometimes those things from the past are the very things that shape our beliefs mm-hmm. and thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we're wow. stuck in negative spirals right. of thinking that are actually rooted in some hurts from the past. And, and the negative thinking leads to all these negative feelings, mm-hmm. which then leads to negative behavior. I, right. I worked with a woman who was just feeling so inadequate in every area of her life as a wife, as a mom, Mm. just constantly feeling shame. I'm not good enough. I'm terrible. I'm such a bad mom. Anyone listening? Anyone feel that way that's (laughs) listening right now? Right. I can't believe my husband. (laughs) Right. I I can't believe my husband is still like with me. Like all of these just toxic Mm. thoughts all day long, all day long, all day long. And as we're kind of processing some of these thoughts, like where do thoughts lead to feelings, which lead to behavior. So you're feeling all this shame and discontent and discouragement and hopelessness. Okay, where are these thoughts coming from? And, you know, for her, it was a series of things. But one of the most significant things that we uncovered is she has been adopted at a young age. But she was adopted into a really good family. So she never even allowed herself the luxury of thinking, could that have impacted me? Because mm. she felt like it was like dishonoring of her parents mm. to even think, well, but they raised me so well. They loved me. They they mm. introduced me to Jesus. I had such a good family. There's no way that that ha- stuff has impacted me. But as we started digging a little bit deeper, she realized she did carry some hurts and wounds, not from her parents, but from her biological sure. family. Mm-hmm. You know, like they left her. She wasn't mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. What what could have been wrong with her? And this deep-seated belief got implanted at a young age that she was inadequate in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And she carried that belief for so long. You know, sometimes our negative beliefs are so familiar mm-hmm. that we don't even recognize them. Mm-hmm. Or we don't even realize that they're from way back. We right. think it's something that's right now when actually we've just mm-hmm. continued to carry that in our backpack right. from our teens to mm-hmm. our 20s to our 30s to our 40s and some of us in our 50s. And it's like you just keep carrying it and it just becomes like 
a barnacle on you. You don't even realize until you actually do the work and spend time going back and go, oh my gosh, there's been a brick in my backpack since I was eight. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, can we just pluck that out now Mm -hmm. and have a new day? here's, Here's how you know there's something in your life that you need to work through. I call it triggers. Mm-hmm. And we use that word a lot in our society, triggers. But but here's the problem. We live in a culture that's trigger avoidant. Mm. If something triggers you or someone triggers you, Shaleen says something that triggers me, I'm not going to listen to her anymore. Right? Right. My pastor says something that triggers me, I'm not going to that church anymore. Mm. My friend says something, I'm going to cut her out of my life. Mm. We live in such a trigger avoidant culture, but triggers are actually revealing Mm-hmm. of the things that need to be healed inside of us because triggers are exaggerated emotional responses to a situation. So there's that emotions thing. Thoughts lead to feelings. When you have an exaggerated response, like think of the time in the past mm. couple months where you were triggered. Maybe your husband said something or someone at work said something or your kid did something and all of a sudden you have this boom, exaggerated emotional response where later you can step away and be like, okay, why did I get that upset? Yeah, that was extra. Right. Why did I get so extra yeah. about that? Yeah. But in the moment, you are really feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a landmine. Somebody just kind of poof, right. you know, exploded. But to me, that is revealing of what needs to be healed. It's like the triggers are a sign that there's something deeper here that needs to be healed in my life. It, it It's like somebody hits a sore spot that already existed. They may not have caused that sore spot, but they sure did press up against it. And right. now it hurts. Mm. And mm. so maybe when your husband says, hey, hon, why don't you do that a little bit differently? <laughs> okay, <laughs> boom, <laughs> boom, you know? Or my, my, my ultimate favorite, when my husband says, hun, relax. <laughs> I'm like, nothing makes me feel less relaxed and nothing makes me want to call him anything more than the opposite of hun, except yeah. when he says, hun, relax, you know? But these things that just cause this intense emotional response are usually evidence that mm-hmm. there's a wound there mm-hmm. that I've never fully dealt with, an insecurity, a mm-hmm. pain point, that the Lord is like revealing it so that he can start the process of healing. So triggers may not be bad after all in mm-hmm. that case, right? If we mm-hmm. if we'll only lean into them and learn from them. And notice that they could be just indicators, right? right. Of where yeah. I'm at or, mm-hmm. yeah. It's something that needs to be dealt with. That's, That's the beautiful thing about feelings in general. You know, they're, they're a beautiful signal. And, and I, you know, the subtitle of powerful habits to help you own your thoughts understand your emotions because oftentimes we we don't understand our emotions we don't even want to understand our emotions or we think it's not worth understanding some people go the far extreme where they're like oh it's just an emotion it means nothing just ignore it i just need to live by faith and ignore this emotion but emotions are a signal and even jesus experienced Mm. just an array. Biblical scholars say he experienced over 39 emotions just evidenced in scripture alone. Wow. And that was Jesus. So how much more do we need to be Mm. in tune with what we're feeling? 
That is so so good. good. Kevin splash therapy today. (laughs) Cannonball. I know. If you could see us, because we're obviously we're audio only, because our mouths are wide open. We're just like, wow. We're both looking at ourselves, looking at each other, and our eyes are like wide open. (laughs) I'm just like, can you just keep talking? Yeah, just keep talking. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. I love how you address something that a lot of people do, and this is so popular. And I want to first go back to though about the feeling thing because. I feel today, this younger generation, I'm thinking my my daughter and my son in their 20s, they're so much more aware of their feelings and their emotions. Mm-hmm. I feel like my both of my kids are more empathetic than I was. When you go back and you were to see me in my 20s, I was raised in a home where it's suck it up, buttercup. Suck yeah. it up. And I was so, raised in a home where you don't speak at all. Right. So I yeah. wasn't allowed to mm-hmm. address my feelings. I needed to suck it up and go. Stop Stop right now. You're done with that. Go. And so I never learned to process feelings well. Mm -hmm. I was always told, your feelings aren't facts. Suck it up. They're not facts. Right. Okay, totally true. My feelings are not facts. I could feel a lot of things that aren't true. But like you just said, they're triggers. They're indicators for me that there's something Mm -hmm. else going on under the surface. And that if I don't deal with that, when I get into my 50s, you're going to deal with it, right? Like, hello, $30,000 worth of counseling. But Right. (laughs) Which is fine. (laughs) I encourage everybody. Dr. Rick Blackman, we love you. But my point in that is you address something called our truth. And I love how you deal with this in a way because I think people are like, just do you, what's your truth? What's your truth, right? Right? And it's it's such a crock of crap to me, but I didn't put it as well as you do. Like, you know, you're responsible for taking care of yourself, you know, you're you're responsible for telling people what you need. It's like, we are, It's, it's like this whole truth thing. And yet John 8, 32 says, then you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the problem with our culture today, we, we've sort of swung into the other extreme. So on, on one extreme, we kind of ignore our feelings altogether. Right. We even ignore our thoughts altogether sometimes, and we just kind of do what we're told and do what we think is right and do what God has told us to do and ignore everything else. And like, that's one extreme. The other extreme is allowing our thoughts and feelings to lead and guide us, to control us as if we should follow them, right? Like that's a, that's the whole other extreme. So it's not just tuning into everything and believing everything my thoughts and feelings tell me, but it's tuning into them and learning to lead them with the guidance of the Holy Spirit in my life. And, and so we have this culture today of people who are claiming my truth. You know, my right, truth is right. this. I got to live my truth. I got to feel my feelings. I got, but, but my truth is laced with trauma and harmful messages and insecurity and wounds and pain mm-hmm. and things that people have said about me that have broken me. And if I actually believe my tainted truth, it's not going to lead me in the right direction. And mm. we know that scripture says that the truth, his truth, God's truth is the only truth that will really set us free. Okay. And and so there's that balance of being aware, but then aligning what we believe, feel, and think to God's truth. Like that is the only compass that actually leads us where we're supposed to go. And instead of aligning ourselves to our feelings. We align our feelings and our thoughts and our beliefs to God's truth. Sometimes we even are tempted to 
to believe our trauma over God's truth. Wow. So, wow. So, Say that again. Yeah. Sometimes we are tempted to believe our trauma over God's truth, like the things that hurt us in the past. I'm not good enough. I'm mm. never going to measure up. Nobody really loves me. Something bad is going to happen. Mm. And we live in fear, mm-hmm. rejection, abandonment, because our truth is rooted in our trauma instead of God's unchanging truth. And so that's where the shift has to happen. And that's why I love being a licensed counselor who is filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because there is nothing more truthful. There is nothing more real than God's reality. Nothing more truthful than his truth. And realizing we all come to the table with these experiences that have tried to sabotage our truth. Uh, with with lies, with hurts, with wounds, with insecurities, with abuse, with all of these things. But Jesus says, come to me and, and my truth will set you free. And, and so there's something really beautiful about helping people heal from trauma mm. by leading them into God's truth. Mm. It's and been powerful in my own life. You know, I, sure. I speak from experience, not just clinical experience, but personal experience. Like we all have things hard things that we've been through that we we need God's help and healing. How do people get in touch with you? Is that is that through your website, the Deborah Faleta? Yeah, Deborah Faleta Counselors Network. Yes, this thing. Okay, everybody, you've got to go. You have a question. Yeah. You you just take live people, right? So I, there's How does two it different work? things. Yes. So the podcast is called Love and Relationships with Deborah Faleda, and that's a live uh, on-air podcast where people call in with questions, or sometimes we do therapy, like couples therapy on-air. And the goal is people to learn from other people's experiences. Totally, totally. So it's always such a powerful thing to just listen to, to people working through different things. So we do that on the podcast, but then I actually have a network of licensed counselors that work for me who love Jesus and love helping people heal. And um, it's a team of 13 counselors that are available to meet one-on-one with people via Zoom. We uh, We have reduced rate counselors for people who might say that budget is an issue so that you can have quality care even on a, on a lower budget. Mm, I love that. There's no reason if someone is listening right now that resources are not available to right. you. I mean, this is this is proof right here that you can get in touch. There's people available. You do not have to go through this alone. And I love what you're a big believer of so much. And when I've heard you speak a couple times, which by the way, anyone listening wants to book her to speak anywhere. She does conferences, churches, colleges, ministry groups. But you're a big believer that Christians... Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're healthy. Yeah. Right? Healthy (laughs) people make healthy relationships. And, you know, that's what your journey with people is about. You're here to help people get on that journey. But I think sometimes when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, right, Mm -hmm. that we're supposed to have all of our you know what, together. And it's like, no, actually, Satan would love to devour you. I mean, I feel like I get more under attack when I'm getting ready to speak or write or or do something that's going to make me a deposit in heaven than when I'm just sitting on my couch bending Netflix. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I love that. And I think that Christians tend to fixate on spiritual growth, which is not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. But we do so sometimes at the expense 
of all of the other areas of growth. When the disciples said to Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And And I really feel like Jesus was deliberate and intentional in compartmentalizing those things into four categories. Heart is our emotional health, soul, our spiritual health, mind, our mental health, strength, our physical health. And I think sometimes we fixate on spiritual health at the neglect of emotional, mental, and even physical well-being. We don't talk about mental health and emotional health very much. And and then when we struggle, we feel like something's wrong with us when when really it's a muscle that's underdeveloped in our life. So when, when you become a Christian... You didn't automatically like wake up with a six pack the next day, right? Right. Yeah. When you become a Christian, your cholesterol and BMI levels don't just balance out. So then why do we think that emotionally and mentally everything's just going to be fixed because of Jesus? We've got to partner with him yes. to do the work of healing. That's right. And so, so it's not abnormal to struggle in these areas if it's if you've never really given much attention and never really put in the work in developing these areas in your life, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to automatically get there. But the beautiful news is that when we partner with Christ, there are ways to become healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and even physically. Ah, And where can they find you again? Yeah, DebraFilata.com is the the best place. And our counseling network is there at that website. I'm also on Instagram at Deborah Faleda and the relationship advice blog is mm-hmm. called truelovedates.com. Wow. Wow. So off the topic, what's something that you're jumping into this year that you're splashing into just for your own fun that you want to okay. share with us with your family? Ironically, or your children? Yes. It's a literal splash. Tell we me. just put in a pool. <laughs> yeah, like like la- at the end of last year. Wow. And we just opened it up. So we're literally splashing this coming <laughs> summer. I love it. And we're so excited about it. We, we hope to spend a lot of time at the house mm. just enjoying time. swimming and family time and yeah. having friends over and sharing our space. So that's been a fun thing for the family that we're all excited right. about. That is exciting. I grew up with a pool and I have just so many good memories. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, oh, I wouldn't so want to come to out. Hear. No, I have so yeah. many memories. I did too. See, yeah. I didn't grow up with a pool. So this is like brand new for me. But my youngest is two and my oldest is 12. So the kids are kind of in that age Perfect. where Perfect I think they get a lot, of, a lot of years out of it. Yes. And being in Pennsylvania, I love how you said, <laughs> we pulled off the pool. Like in California, you never have to do that. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, can, you, exactly. can you heat it at 70 today? Can you heat it, please? Yeah. <laughs> how that fun. Well, I just was speaking in, in Pennsylvania. I'm going to call you next time and come over and make a splash yeah. in your pool. I Listen, love Listen, and if the weather's too cold for you, we can consider it a cold plunge. That's right. Those oh. are good for you too. Always good for us, right? The cold plunge. Do something hard. That's right. Yeah. I try to take a cold shower once a week. I can't do it. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Good. My good. version of a cold plunge is about 78 degrees. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You and me together. You and me together. So your trip right now is going to be to your own backyard and making some barbecues and memories that's and lovely. friends and all yeah. of those yes. things and getting to reset a little bit. You're absolutely right. You know, somebody like me, like I, I love 
to have fun, but I'm, I'm generally a serious person, right? Being a counselor and doing what I do, helping people heal, digging into the deep stuff. So I have to be really intentional about fun. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it doesn't happen. So it, it definitely is the way that I offset. I think that some of the hard uh, work that I do, the, 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 you know, when you're, when you're swimming with people, all day. That's hard. In the hard I can't even stuff. imagine. Yeah. You have to counterbalance it with like the joy of life and That's being right. able to savor the small stuff and just come up for air and yep. just say, thank you, Jesus, for the little things, yes. you know? Yes. So it, it is actually one of the ways that I keep myself healthy is just like making intentional time to have mm. a good time. That's right. <laughs> Well, amen. Thank you for joining us. Yes. We're going to absolutely you so have you back. I think we need to have a splash therapy session. Um, <laughs> How you know, would that once be? in a while with Deborah, because I mean, the nuggets, I just want to go back and re listen to this I over and over and over. Yeah. And we're going to put up there on our links how to get in touch with Deborah. Or, if you listening need some one-on-one counseling and her team of people are there, mm-hmm. they're available. And you are now officially invited to reset. I have a copy of her book that she had sent me, which is so amazing. I'm going to send it to one of the listeners that shares this post when it comes out. And Deborah, we just want to thank you for being a part of our Splash family. Thank you for what you're doing on the front line so that we all can get educated and be contagiously connected as Christians as we fix our eyes on things to come and not on earthly things. We're here so temporary. You might as well deal with your stuff right now so that you can enjoy the journey that God has you on. And Deborah can help you do that. So thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You're amazing. Thank you you so much. And I am telling you, your nuggets of wisdom, we're just sitting here with our (laughs) mouth open going, I I don't even have a question to ask her. I mean, this is like unbelievable. I'm just going to, can she just go? Just let her talk for the rest. Listen, you sound like a fun gal. I definitely need more of you in my life. She's a lot of fun. She keeps me young. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your most valuable thing with us, which is your time. And until we see you next time, let's all reset in the splash zone. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.